Oop-bop-a-doo and how do you do? <laughs> this is the Asterix Star Podcast. Anytime. I'm your host, Ethan. And with me, as always, the red panda to my standard panda. It's Coogee. Hey, Coogee. Hi, Scoop-a-doop. And how do you loop? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and returning guest from uh, all the way on the West Coast, Frankie. Hey, Frankie. Speed bop the dot. How's it going? You don't all have to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's fine. You could do it. It's okay. I can't do it, though. And then, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, everyone but Coochie can do it. Coming to us all the way from sunny London town, OG guest, uh, fan favorite, captain of this army, it's Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. <laughs> Beep bop be doo Hey, I was on the Nemo episode. That's what I meant, yeah. Returning guests. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. And uh, it's Righto. it's funny, I was looking at the Spotify list, because you can only have like 10 up for free. So once we post this one, it's bumping Finding Dory. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Oh, man, I can only be on there one at a time. Yeah, at least we'll have one, Chelsea, yeah. and one of Frankie's still on there for Onward, until we bump that one out in five years. <laughs> nice, thanks. Yeah, but those are old movies. Yeah. Today, what are we talking about, Kuji? We're turning red today. <laughs> talking about turning red, Pixar's twenty-fifth feature film. Let's go. I'm Maylin Lee. I wear what I want, say what I want. Twenty-four-seven, three sixty-five. So here's some stats for uh, Turning Red. Directed by Domi Shi, who you may know from the short Bao, which won an Oscar. And screened by, by Julia Chow and Domi Shi. Starring Rosalie Chang, Sandra Oh, and James Hong, even though he's a very small part. Yeah, he's but... a legend, so we'll give him a starring role. <laughs> oh, first thing I wanted to ask, actually, Chelsea... You recently moved to London. I did. How often do people talk about Pixar movies in London? You know, uh, not very often. Mm. But I feel like I have a um, a kind of a skewed perspective because I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, the people I buy my uh, cappuccinos from. And <laughs> Um, who else do I talk to? Well, I have some work friends now, but yeah, we have, that's usually not the first thing they want to talk about when they hear I'm American. Um, most of them only really want to talk about fast food. Mm. That's interesting. That's kind of like number one conversation topic. Um, Pixar movies, not so much. Okay. Uh, Maybe down the line. Disney in general, like, yeah, cause I'm from Florida, but, mm. um, yeah, most, most British people only like to talk to me about uh, Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, Taco Bell. Oh, not McDonald's? Oh, they have, no, they have, they have McDonald's. Here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have those here. So it's like the 
it's more like the ones they don't have they're like super curious about it's kind mm. of big pa- deal Popeye's making the list mm. surprising yeah. so someone asked me if Popeye's really existed that's <laughs> <laughs> <was> the question <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I was in New Zealand. The only thing the girl, uh, a girl I met there, was talking about was going to Walmart. She was like so excited to go to oh, Walmart. Yeah, yeah. But they had like big stores there, so I didn't quite get that. Yeah, but were all the employees really sad though? <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's happy there. <laughs> it's paradise. Uh, I was talking to um, like a thirteen-year-old girl at work the other day. I work in education, and hmm. she said. Um, she said when she grows up, she's going to move to L.A. Um, so that she can have nice things. <laughs> she's convinced that's, that's where you go to get nice things. It's yeah. so a one-to-one. Yep. She's not wrong. Yeah. I was like, there are no nice things here? She's like, no, this place sucks. <laughs> Aw. I was like, okay, welcome to London, me. <laughs> I thought maybe in England they still let kids like work at jobs and stuff. Yeah, like chimney sweeps. Yeah, yeah. All the kids leave for a kid. The factories. Yeah. Not these ones. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of thirteen-year-old girls, don't right. Okay, that's the star, that's the star of our movie. <laughs> so here's a synopsis for Turning Red. Thirteen-year-old girl named Mei Ling turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. Now, Frankie, coming into this movie, how jazzed were you about that concept itself? Uh, Anything with transformation is usually pretty cool. Uh, Especially, you know, we're in a big kaiju phase, which I think will come in later in the movie. But, like, you know, turning into monsters is always a fun thing. And, you know, when it's a 13-year-old anything but 13 year old uh girl specifically you know it's just like you can't really dodge the whole transformation puberty growing up thing mm. so it's like this is this seems like a pretty pretty pixar take on like you know coming into your adulthood and but you know instead of like you know just like getting really embarrassed around boys you turn into a red panda. Or, or you turn into a red panda because you get embarrassed about boys. <laughs> but whatever, you know. Yeah, it's, it seems, like, really good. I thought this was an on-ramp to you complaining about me not putting it on my movies you should watch this year list. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, neither Pixar movie made that list, but only because, you know, they were, like, givens. But Ethan took specific offense to this. <laughs> that, that Lightyear and Turning Red did not make it on the list. The jury's still out on Lightyear. That's but, uh, true. That's true. That cat, though. That's about. That cat robot is going to be something else. There's a cat robot. Uh, so yes, yeah, second movie in a row from Pixar with uh, young tweens transforming into monsters. <laughs> what do you think that means, Kuji? I think that means that they really like that idea. Um, that's a great idea. Yeah. We all feel like monsters at thirteen. Yeah. Also, I feel like uh, it's not something that is talked about a lot about girls' bodies. You know? It's, How we turn into pandas? It's a taboo. <laughs> it's a... Does that happen? I mean, it depends. 
Uh, I also thought, not to get too far into it, but I also thought the red panda was going to be like a metaphor, not literal. But then it was kind of a metaphor and literal at the same time. Ah, I thought expecting that. I thought no one else was going to see the panda. I thought it was just going to be her. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And like the teasers, it was a little unsure. Even in the movie, it was a little unsure like halfway through. <laughs> but yeah, no, they saw her. They definitely saw her. She was a very public panda. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, yeah, I was going to get to it later, but there were a few great uh, panda euphemisms, but I think my favorite was, uh, I think the mom says, flaunting your panda. <laughs> she was definitely flaunting her panda a lot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some inspiration coming into it. So the director grew up in Toronto where the movie takes place. And uh, she used a lot of influences from anime of course so here, here's the ones that they were marked specifically sailor moon of course we all know ranma one half i'm not familiar with that frankie you're shaking your head so maybe you know about that yeah Fruit, you know about ranma yeah. one half what is that yeah uh so it's like i think there is actually a panda in it as well but um oh. something happens to a young lad and he turns into a young lady and there is like uh, flip flopping back and forth based off of like you know the event. Usually it's like for sto- story purposes, but it is like based on emotion and stuff like that. And there's also like a panda that might be like an old man that got turned into a panda <laughs> or something like that. So there's definitely some panda bleed over and some uh, some some like transformation. So yeah, that that, that tracks for sure. Okay. And the other two, Fruits Basket? No one knows that one. Only in name. Right. Wait. You're aware of Fruits Baskets. I've heard of that. Also, in gym class in like middle school, we used to play a game called Fruits Basket. <laughs> Hold on. More details, please. I'm sorry. It was called Fruits Basket Upset, which is very hard to say. That was the name? Fruits Basket? Like, like plural fruits? Yeah, Fruits Basket Upset. Is this a game, Chelsea, you're going to have to employ in your education? Employment? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. How do you play Fruits Basket up, Upset? We ha- I don't remember. How. It was basically like Duck, Duck, Goose, but mm. I think you use fruit names instead. I, I don't know why. I don't know if Duck, Duck, Goose is like copyrighted or something. I couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like a Japanese game show. But like when you know, like it makes sense in Japanese, but when they translate it to English, mm. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Fruits basket upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last one I was familiar with Inuyasha. Did you guys ever watch Inuyasha? Yep. Yeah. Well, that oh, okay. There you go. Kuji's got the Ranma one half back. Yeah, there's the panda. Yeah, the panda. Yeah. So the the, the the kid with the black hair and the kid with the red hair are the same person. Ah, yeah. okay. And the panda's an old man. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Uh, Chelsea, did you ever watch anime growing up? No, never did, yeah. Not so much. I felt like, so the director's 32, so a contemporary of ours. And I felt like, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like our generation was the first that like had that influx of 
of anime cartoons on like Cartoon Network and stuff with like yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like readily available after mm-hmm. you got home from school. Yeah, not quite like mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, I like, guess you're still a dork if you watched it. One hundred percent. I don't know though, because like I think it. Yeah, it was like a closeted situation because mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of people that I know have at least like watched some episodes of like Dragon Ball Z or something, you know, like know who mm. Goku is or something like that. And then I think a lot of us watch the Pokemon anime as well. Yeah, Pokemon um, big one. And maybe it just didn't it maybe it just seemed more like a just a regular Saturday cartoon. So they were like very sneakily infecting us with anime <laughs> um by just throwing it in our face contemporary to the Pokemon games and the cards and everything. Yeah, the game tie in probably Pushed it along quite a bit, mm-hmm. and the cards, I guess. Um, and the yeah, video I remember, game I think bef- about the cards. Which came first, cards? Uh, cards the yeah. game. The game was first. Game first. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, I think I I made my first best friend in school just because we were sitting on that bus, and I was like, "Hey, you watch Dragon Ball Z?" He's <laughs> like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> the rest oh, was history. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, ask your, ask your 13-year-old uh, co-workers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. When you're on your bus to work. <laughs> uh, do, you like, do you like the new animation style they're going with, Chelsea? Like this and Luca, very heavily anime-based. Yeah I, I, yeah, I really do. I mean, honestly, it's like since I haven't watched a lot of anime, I don't I so much make the connection there. But yeah, I'm... I mean, I love Luca, um, but I love Turning Red more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's, yeah, like you said, like the 32-year-old director, there's so much of in it that I was like, yeah, this was like my teenage life. Like this movie is like, is this for kids or is this for like 33-year-olds? Because mm-hmm. like they're like <coughs> portraying my exact like middle school existence. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It takes place 2002. So, I was yeah. that same age then. I think, uh, yeah, we're all around the same age. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. your birthday is like the month before mine. So, yeah, That's right. thanks for doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> Do some prep. I related, yeah, yeah, I related more with Luca for my middle school experience. Being a... No, it's because you're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and Kujim. the fish monster. Kujim the fish monster. <laughs> Did you think the um the Luca animation was anime esque? I did. Like Studio Ghibli for sure. I guess less anime. That's this is more like yeah, anime that, cartoon. Yeah, I can see that, but this like I think the anime influence here is like uh in the in the action mm. and like the facial expressions cuz like I think the overall art style is kind of mm indicative of like racial identity which is cool because i mean they did that in coco um they did it in mm. what's our what's our girl merida uh brave, brave you know yeah. so like all of that makes a lot of sense but then like when they would see like that they'd open up the book of the boy band and then like the <laughs> one girl was doing this and the other one was like pulling like the crazy face and stuff like that <laughs> it's like that's where the an- that's the anime coming through 100 percent. Mm-hmm. i do think it is like a sea change like uh the Cartoon Network 
cartoons and like the the late aughts like going into the early 20 teens um was very like everything looked like a jelly bean you know and it was like that big cal art style and it was a big departure from you know the animation style from before that and i think you know whether you aged out and weren't watching any cartoons like that like the adventure times and the regular shows mm -hmm. and all that um people had a big problem with that and it, I feel uh, like that is also something that's happening with just the animation style of these last two movies. Also, just people complaining to complain because they suck. Okay. It's like, oh, I didn't like this movie, but I don't want to, you know, come out and say it because it'll make me look like a jerk. So I'm like, oh, yeah, the animation style is bad. <laughs> Whack. Yeah. We talked about that. The uh, At least I don't know if it's the preferred nomenclature, but my brother referred to it as the bean mouth uh, mm -hmm. style yep St steven universe that's a big one yep 100 percent um yeah i'm into it though because that yeah i guess we do have that connection to the anime growing up so it is like i don't know comforting and yeah the uh so her friends uh yeah may is the main character and then there's miriam who's kind of the taller one abby who's a shorter one who's like super anime styled Mm -hmm. And uh, Priya is like the the moody one. Priya, I love her. You love Priya. Is okay. it Priya? Priya. I think it's Priya. I think it's Priya. Priya. I think Priya. Priya. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just yeah, I like her. Yeah, I like. She she was uh <laughs> like really into vampires and like it played into her uh like the way that she carried herself like throughout mm -hmm. so she would like do like vampire hands and when they were like laying on the roof she was like laying like she was in a coffin it was it was very subtle it was super funny oh i didn't catch that yep uh that's great i was gonna ask everyone who their favorite of the friend group was and uh i thought Can abby would take take the cake abby was my favorite oh it was it was, it was priya for me yeah uh it was priya yeah abby for me Could could you? Oh wow! Split down the middle. <laughs> no love for Miriam. Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah poor, poor Miriam. I think. Uh, she... Go go ahead, Chelsea. Yeah. Go ahead, Chelsea. Oh, I was like, I like, I yeah, I like Miriam, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I like the the friends that are like kind of more in the background. <laughs> mm -hmm. Miriam talked too much. Yeah, too many opinions. She, yeah. Too many opinions. She was the plot mover. <laughs> which mm -hmm. is maybe yeah, one yeah. of my like only complaints about the movie is like I, I think they could have mm. spread out the dialogue and an emotion emotional like kind of like conversation between the three of them a little bit more but it seemed like you know Miriam was kind of running the show sometimes which was a little bit of a little bit of a bummer I think they could have spread that out more but that's really like besides that no notes really mm. I will say that's like pretty accurate in like small friend groups like that too like especially with teenage girls it's like someone's always a little bit more outgoing and kind of pulling the rest of the team <laughs> so yeah i can see i can see the why they made the choice but still not my favorite character mm -hmm. but that does yeah that lets like the other two characters kind of just be more cartoony which is yeah, why we true. like them both <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I never had a, a squad like that growing up. I always wish I had a, a squad. Everyone's got their own handshakes. 
Yeah. I tried making up handshakes for a basketball team once. It's very hard to do. <laughs> Individualized handshakes is, is very difficult. The hard to keep track of. The, the trick is, is just to make them as short as possible. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I remember when LeBron was on the Cavs still, and I think it was, uh, who was the, the big European guy? Like, the big skinny white guy. Yeah, yeah. He just did, like, a like a bow like a bow. to him, you know? So it's just, like, when you're running out of handshakes, you just throw a bow in there. That was towards the end, yeah. It's like, ah, I've done everything else. Yep. Uh, yeah, we talked about it, I guess, at the beginning, but the, the plot mover of the movie is, uh, well, we said Miriam, but the idea that they want to go to this show for this boy band, Four Town. Even Four though, Town! Four Town! <laughs> what were their, what did they call themselves? Townies? Four Townies? I, I should have wrote that down. But the question... That sounds right. Four Townies? <laughs> that sounds weird. Four Towners? <laughs> Four Towners? Uh, even though, yeah, there's five members of, of Four Town, which is funny. I pointed that out right before the mom pointed that out in the movie. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. she gets it. My mom pointed it out right before that moment. She was very you watch this with your mom? Oh, you watch it with your mom? Yeah, I did, yeah. Adorable. How was that? Ethan, you're a mom. <laughs> I'm a mom? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm, yeah, I align with all the moms. That's true. <laughs> got big mom energy. Your favorite character was mom. <laughs> Uh, how was it watching with your mom? Yeah, it was really nice. I think I could definitely tell that some of the like we're saying how like she's more like the director's more like our age. I could tell my mom was missing some of the more subtle jokes and stuff. Uh, I think yeah. I I don't think she said much. I think she was confused as to why anyone would want to talk about girls having their periods so i think she grew up in that era where like you weren't allowed to talk about it mm. and she only has boys right yeah the, the boy the coochie boys we're all in manopause so we don't do that anymore <laughs> jesus <laughs> what what, do you, what animal do you turn into that like a slug. Manopause. <laughs> just a big hand <laughs> Uh, okay, she didn't have any thoughts about like the the whole like. It's yeah, not, get her on the, the pod, not man. In. Bring her yeah, on. Get, yeah, get her in. Call her in. I think she she uh, definitely cried a lot at the end with the whole okay mom part. I was gonna say. I mean, the uh, mom's not the yeah. villain, but she's like there is like the antagonism. There. I mean, that's a tense relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it definitely had me thinking about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to do a follow up with your mom. Tell her, tell her, download Zoom. <laughs> I don't think she'll even know what that means. Well, you didn't either, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna ask everyone their favorite boy band if they have oh. one. Chelsea, you sounded like <laughs> did you have, no, you have a favorite? I was just, I was just wondering if you're gonna ask that question, and then you did. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, In Sync was probably my favorite of the mm-hmm. boy bands but like yeah i mean i was yeah our generation was like the options are what in sync backstreet boys hansen 98 uh, degrees 98 degrees o-town oh, man o-town o-town 
Uh, does LFO, LFO count? Yeah, I was going to say LFO. No, God. Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> boys, boys to Men. <laughs> boys to um, Men. Boys to Men was kind of... New, new Kids oh, on the God. Block. My the gra- the yeah. OGs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. on the block that was a little older too i think though yeah i think that's like my sister's generation she's i think it's like old. i yeah. think the lineage is uh boys to men and then mm-hmm. new kids because they just ripped their sound but like yeah. you know also just happened to be 100 percent a white guy band <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and they had like oh there's some like edgy white boys you know the Wahlbergs and Wahlberg adjacent uh friendos and everything and it's just like yeah and then everyone's like oh we should clean this up a little bit Let's just get a bunch of kids that used to be on, you know, be Mouseketeers and throw them in a band and see how it works. <laughs> It'll just keep, yeah, keep like cleaning it up as they go down, down, down until they get to O-Town. Dream they... Street. That's Perfect. another one. I remember they had like a, they were like one of those infomercial bands where like, you know, they would be like in between cartoons on Nickelodeon or Disney or something. They were like, order yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dream Street album by calling 1-800-DREAM-STREET or whatever the hell. And it was just like. They were, you know, I think like eleven and twelve and stuff. And it's like this, this, it's like oh. one of those things where it's like this is, it's gone too far. It's gotten gross. <laughs> it's gotten gross. We just need to end this whole craze right now. Never heard of Dream Street. Do do the uh, current K-pop bands count as boy bands? Hmm. Um, I guess that's the newest generation. Yeah. I feel like K-pop. Because my favorite boy band is Rush. I mean, if we're if we're being honest, you know, that's my favorite boy. Different band. genre. No? Okay. Could you did you have K pop uh, opinions you were about to share? Oh no, I was just gonna say I think they're a different genre now. I mean It's like a, it's like an evolution. Like yeah, do boy bands still exist? What? I don't think so. I think it is K pop. What's the status? Ask your 13 year old friends. Right, right. It was like, <laughs> get them on the pod. Call them up. Put, send them the Zoom link. It was like One Direction uh, and stuff. Well, it's kind of like a, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe boy bands is like an era like grunge was. Because mm. there are bands that play the same kind of music as, you know, like. Soundgarden or whatever now, but you wouldn't call them a grunge band anymore. So maybe boy band is less like a term for boys that are in a band <laughs> and more of like yeah. a from like 88 90s. to 2006 yeah. or something like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that song, the Four Towns, like number one hit. So catchy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, hold on. I got them written down here. Written by. Billie Eilish and her brother, Phineas. Phineas. They, they wrote three songs. Where did I put these down here somewhere? But yeah, the main one was great. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, it's stuck in my head the way that, you know, those 90s boy bands did. Like, it just, like, earwormed you. Mm-hmm. Okay, here, here are the songs I got. So they wrote three original songs. You Know What's Up, which was intended to be a confidence booster. <laughs> That's one good. true love, love. love one true love was the love ballad and nobody like you was what everyone knows from the group yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, that's, that's that was the one yeah yeah okay that was a, that was yeah. that was a good song it's a banger yep. <laughs> they were all they were all really well done i think uh yeah it's good when they have like a band in the movie and the music's actually good mm-hmm. like another one uh, you know another inspiration of this movie that i'm sure we all know 
a goofy movie. Yes. Powerline. Where it, it. Powerline. What a yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson, but not Michael Jackson. Yeah. And then, uh, what's the that thing you do? I think those are like mm. the three best made-for-movie musical acts. Because I think a lot of times, like even in Almost Famous, I was like, this band sucks. I don't, like. What was, I can't remember the name of the like F- Fever Dog. That, that was, that, that was, that was the, their, their like single, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is this is bad. This is like real. I'm not into this. Anytime you ever have a band in a movie. And like the people in the movie world are supposed to be just obsessed, and then the band sucks. It's like this makes no sense. <laughs> I, they've lost the thread. I'm out. You're wrong. Fever Dog's a banger. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> it bangs. Uh, okay. Uh, could you, would you say LFO is your favorite band? <laughs> oh, we, we got to get that on on record. I forgot. <laughs> Sick burn. I don't think I even know what LFO song. Man, you, I you do. To Summer all girls. Of them. Oh boy. <laughs> and my mom hated it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but not in the way not in the way that um, May's mom did. In my mom hated them because she thought it was just terrible music. <laughs> mm. Oh, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. Yeah, she was just like, "There's much better music you could be obsessed with." And <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. like, uh, "Ooh, they're gyrating." Yeah, no, she was all, she's all for that. But, yeah. <laughs> she's all for the gyrate. <laughs> LFO stands for light, funky ones. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I think that's one of those songs, if you heard it, Kuji, you would you would know mm-hmm. it immediately, and then you would be bummed because it would be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. <laughs> Summer Girls. Yeah, look, look it up. Ooh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Eternal yeah. question. Uh, you remember that song, <laughs> Butterfly? You know, oh, yeah. Uh, by, yeah. By... Who's that? Yeah, I don't. What's the name of that band? Yeah. Are they Kingdom? Or what are they? Anyways, what's worse, that song or Summer Girls? Well, Summer Girls is oh, great. Butterfly. So, yeah. Butterfly. Okay. Bad. Summer Girls. Summer, good. Yeah. Yeah. Is Summer Girls good? good? Am I? Am I? <laughs> did I live I in like mean, a different timeline and we merged or something? I could probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's good. <laughs> Ask my mom. Yeah, your mom knows. <laughs> I have bad taste. <laughs> uh, well, I guess another scene I want to talk about in the movie. Uh, so we're talking about her mom and uh, her May's crush on boys kind of manifests as a crush on the Daisy Mart kid. The convenience store clerk, and then uh, so accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I love. He looked perfectly like a yeah a kid working at a convenience store. I had um I had a huge crush on the guy that worked at Seven Eleven, so I was like, man, spot on. Perfect. <laughs> spot on. <laughs> Such a loser. <laughs> Do you remember his name? Let's give him a shout out. <laughs> Uh, I think it was Josh. Yeah. Josh. Shout out to Josh. Uh, yeah. Shout yeah. out Josh. Yeah. Hope you're still at 7 <laughs> <laughs> So bad. <laughs> Did I tell the story on the pod that I'm banned from 7 Eleven and Newport Richie? No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, what, do they have your picture up behind the register or something? Yeah. Do not serve this man? <laughs> I was told I was banned for life. <laughs> Is that from when you had the, the like, kind of froey haircut? Uh, I did have a fro. 
Yeah. It wasn't Listen. because of the frill. No, I'm saying is that they would never know it was you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Just put on yeah, your that... mask, put on your sunglasses. <laughs> you can go right back into oh, that 7-Eleven to... in Newport Richie. Yeah, go back to stealing Slurpees. Shout that's out to Newport Richie. How about that? Who would have who yeah. thought they get the name dropped? Wait, wait, that was your crime was stealing a Slurpee? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, multiple days, we'd just go and just sit there and drink them and then leave. <laughs> So. See, if you had a Josh that worked there, he'd let you take them for free. Yeah, Josh would be cool. <laughs> that would be too stoned to even know that you were doing it. Yeah, he definitely didn't notice. <laughs> he'd be participating. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. He'd be like, hey, pour me one of those. Pour me one of those suicides. Wait, did you ever do the thing where you like put your mouth under the spout and just pour it? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not Bart Simpson, despite my background. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I was gonna, I brought up this scene because, so the mom confronts this this uh, store store clerk with uh, can, the drawings. Before before you do Mary. that, Ethan, yeah, uh, can we circle back to the? Can we circle back to her like finding out in real time that she actually had a crush on mm. the kid? Because that scene like that? is is what leads to this scene, and mm. it's incredible it's like one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life where she's like oh let me just draw this guy and then she's like wait a second i totally have the hots for this guy that i've just drawn and it like fully morphs into like him shirtless as a mermaid and that's 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 just absolutely incredible stuff it's like top tier stuff another luca time yeah that scene was great yeah yeah yeah. Mm. (laughs) like she doesn't even know what she's doing she's just like mindlessly yeah he's just there that's Go on, yeah Fuji. what could you how many times did you draw boys in uh that became merman <laughs> you know i wasn't into like the merman part of things i don't you know i don't get that that's your luca tie-in <laughs> yeah but i don't want to i don't want a fishy bottom half you know maybe fish up top <laughs> you know, bottom. fish top half yeah <laughs> yeah that well that scene yeah she's drawing the guy and then she rushes under the bed and i'll lie if i didn't say think like how is pixar gonna have like some kind of masturbation metaphor here (laughs) can we go that far you thought that was was definitely like in that direction you know let's go in that direction yeah she's getting hot and bothered yeah and the like trying to hide it um and like the oh if i even look at it my mom will know was just like incredible just really really Mm -hmm. incredible and it's like a lot of like non-verbal animation going on there like there's not like direction and so like for them to pull that off so well and so cleanly and i think i can't remember i don't know if you have this like in your uh behind the scenes notes there ethan but a lot of these events are apparently pulled directly from domishi's life like the uh, one of the scenes later, I'm not sure if this one exactly the whole confronting <laughs> the <laughs> gas station clerk thing, but yeah, one of the scenes that happens at school apparently happened oh, in her yeah, life. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, this one I'm not sure if that's something that she did, but that would be mortifying to happen in real life. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. I, I did look that up, and yeah, the scene where later where the mom is 
at the school trying to spy on her. Be that chased was inspired by the poor by security guard. The poor security guard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, this scene where, she, where they confront the store clerk and she brings the pictures. But question I had based off that was just like, it felt like the most uncomfortable I'd ever been watching a Pixar movie. Mm. And like, kind of the scariest almost. <laughs> no, it's not a lot of like, I don't know. Am I, am I forgetting something, Kuji, of like just a super uncomfortable Pixar scene? Or like a anxiety-inducing moment like that was? Because not mean, only is she there confronting the clerk, but then all of the friends are there. Like all the school kids are there too. And you keep thinking, there's no way they're going to like go through with this. And then they go through with it. And they keep going further and further with mm-hmm. this. She brings the picture. He looks at the pictures. Yeah. And then he, Tyler's making fun of her. Oh, Tyler. Because well, Devin's too, like, like zonked out to even notice what's happening. Devin. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think, yeah, I don't know. Sc- scary scene since maybe uh, Sid's toy, uh, rejected toy reveal <laughs> scene in the first Toy Story. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, I don't know. I love that scene. That, that and... Uh, yeah, the scene where the mom shows up and uh, she's spying on the kid uh, on May and then May wants to run home. We've all been there, right? You just want to run home from school and be home in your bed? Yeah. Very relatable. <laughs> all, to, you would say to everyone, it's relatable to every person on Earth, <laughs> despite what some people Truly. might say. Yeah, despite what people on the internet say. <laughs> that really, Yeah, that really threw me off, that person writing that it wasn't a... Uh, relatable movie. It's like truly the most. I feel like the, maybe the most relatable Pixar movie. Yeah, like but what? it was girls. Ooh, yeah, was girls, and they're in Toronto and they're Asian. Yeah, it's it's like, like, oh, oh, yeah I don't understand Canada. <laughs> right. It's like, listen, I can sympathize and empathize with a car, with bugs, <laughs> yeah. with fish under the ocean, but girls. Mm. A nah, man, human? no way. Not a rat in a restaurant. Not on this internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. That speaks English, by the way. Let's not yeah. let's not forget that the cat has the ability, or the cat, the rat has the ability to communicate with humans, despite being in France. Yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> speak, they all speak perfect English. Pat Oswalt can do it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to want to share any embarrassing stories? I can I can kick it off. I just remember one time uh, being I don't know why I was a- after school, and uh, I think a lot of times my parents were late to pick me up, so I'd just be like hanging around after school. This is one of the rare times when other kids were also there, and there was a girl there that I was kind of crushing on, and I just didn't want to see her. So I remember hiding <laughs> amongst the lockers, like between the the rows of lockers, there was like a gap, perfectly sized for a human. <laughs> And I was squeezing in there, and I was like, oh, "I just want to be home. I don't want to be here." Did you pull so, it? Did you pull it off? I think so. I don't remember. <laughs> I was expecting a think... for you to either get stuck, or b <laughs> for the people to be like, "What are you doing?" I'm sure people saw me. It's pretty. It's one of those things where it's like in my head, I probably blocked out the super embarrassing part of everyone discovering me and laughing and like my pants fall down. <laughs> and so I just remember the, the lead up to it. Anyway, no one else has to share embarrassing stories. I just had that in my notes. 
I felt the connection there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) But this one, I think it was from seventh grade, which would have been, I would have been, I think it would have been 2002, Mm. even. Uh, Yeah, math, quick math. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I had a crush on, like, all the boys in my school. Nice. And none of them knew. Yeah, I was like, I was really quiet, um, like the quiet, nice girl who mm-hmm. no one suspected anything, <laughs> but <laughs> certainly had many a crush. Um, and I remember this one, this one guy, his name was uh, Doug. Um, Doug. <laughs> Shout out, Doug. Yeah. I had a crush on Doug. Um, and he... It was Valentine's Day, and he oh. was, like, walking around with, like, a handful of Hershey's Kisses, um, and he walked up to me, and, like, I think my whole face got so red, like, yeah. thought, you know, he's coming in, he's bringing the oh. kisses, um, and then he asked where my friend was. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, oh, classic. And she didn't like him. Oh, she didn't. They never, no one ever likes the right person, right? What a waste. She didn't even like him. But then when he <laughs> finally found her, I remember he said, um, he said, uh, want to, something like, want to make out? Because here's a bunch of kisses. Oh, <laughs> Doug. Was his line. Wow. And I was Doug. just like, and I was just like. Was your crush over at that moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was the kid who wanted to run home and hide and, like, never come mm-hmm. <laughs> But he had no idea. So it was just, it was just like, in my head, embarrassment. There mm-hmm. was no, like, mom screaming out, you know. But Yeah. They did a good yeah. job in the movie of, like, most of the scenes that happened at the school kind of fit the anxiety you have of being in middle school. And then, yes. like, her room oh. is, like, the safe zone. Yeah, Even when she yeah. becomes the panda, they kind of like make it like a panic room where there's nothing in there, and <laughs> <laughs> so she can't hurt herself or anything else. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a common feeling, I would say. Yeah, and like those like the emotions that she would like would cause her to like turn panda was like, I mean, someone you're in middle school, like those emotions hit so hard, you do feel like you're like another creature you can't contain them it's like so i don't know pretty spot on there like i never Mm -hmm. turned into a big furry (laughs) animal but like i definitely didn't want anyone to see me like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you want to be invisible yeah it's like your emotions are too big to be contained in your body it's just like just he's just better off to hide Well, that's where yeah that's where the girl squad comes in handy that was yeah. that was her her safe space yeah her grounding mechanism mm-hmm. yeah i love that with like her she just like picture herself in like a an astral like plane when, uh, <laughs> they're like we even tried the kitten <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the kitten when they're trying to test her she yeah, can hold yeah. it in mm-hmm. uh Kuji, what was your safe space? What was my safe space? <laughs> I don't know. Nowhere? Nowhere was safe. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still looking for it. Yeah. He's still looking for it. It's, right. in, it's in Kuji's hallway. <laughs> my, 
my mom was the type of mom where, like, if I was over at someone's house, she would, like, call the house a whole bunch of times. And, like, yeah, like, I had, every time I got somewhere, I had to call her from there to, like, prove I was there. And, yeah. I'm sure I asked you this before, but were you in middle school with your brothers at the same age or the same time? My little brother's four years behind me, so, like, we missed a lot of times because uh, we went to, like, the three same schools. But my older yeah. brother is, like, two years older, so I, I was with him, yeah. Okay. So he was there. So he would be in eighth grade. You were in sixth grade. Yeah. I feel like middle school is, like, yeah, that's, like, the time you need that safe space. My, my brother is always... T- too old so we were never in school together but like too old family would be like kind of what would ground you or keep you safe i don't know come for like yeah the big italian family that's kind of how, how it rolled with me at least did did your brother make you feel safe because i feel like sometimes he doesn't <laughs> to this day both ways <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> safest and most unsafe were times with my brother in middle school <laughs> Yeah, there's a, my mom has a story she likes to tell of uh, one summer where I guess we didn't have like any like summer school activities to do. We didn't have any sports to play or something. So my brother and I were just in the house the majority of summer and just fighting constantly. And mm-hmm. she lost it and like turned our living room into like like a wrestling square basically and was just like fucking just fight just go for it and we were so like i think i think we broke mom that it just it really stopped us like even talking to each other for a while because we were just like i don't know what we did but she's real mad so we're not gonna do it yeah and it was funny as i saw this video of uh these two little kids on instagram where their parents had just decided to give them boxing gloves and the clearly younger brother, like, takes a swing and misses. And the older brother just decks him. And he just walks away like, oh, no. And I'm like, that's what would have happened if my brother and I had fought. And I don't think that my mom probably was just hoping to scare us straight. Uh, mm-hmm. And it worked. But, like, if it had just gone, oh, yeah, sure. Now we have, like, a carte blanche to fight with no rules. Then I would have probably just done some major damage to my smaller brother so it's probably for the best that it didn't end up happening that way she took a calculated risk there yes yeah it was just like we'll Paid be good off. we promise we'll be good shout out to moms yes you being one of them ethan as we come yeah, back around to it yeah that's why i'm that's why i'm doing it shout out to me it is uh it is mother's day in the uk right now oh today today's oh. the day yeah i'm not celebrating that's wrong wrong day but um <laughs> I did have to go buy a Mother's Day card really early because they're not going to be for sale here uh, uh. in two months, which someone gave me the hot tip on. <laughs> um, but it was really hard to find a Mother's Day card that didn't say mum on it <laughs> and, and U-M. Like, <laughs> they were all like, happy happy day, mum. <laughs> like, Jolly day, mum. <laughs> I was like, I cannot get her a card that says mom on it. <laughs> Who's mom? <laughs> it, would, it would mark the occasion, though, of the, the move to London. Yeah, oh, it yeah. just didn't seem like it was from me. I don't know. Right. I finally found one that said 
Uh, I think it just said Mother's Day on it. You could just got a big sharpie. Connect that. Wait, they not have yeah. Mother's Day cards year round. That's not a thing. I guess I never thought about it. I mean, it's a good point. I, mean, uh, I don't think so. In America, we've got everything year round. It's true. The stores yeah. are pretty small. Like, yeah, it's not like I have like Walmart. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably a good thing. Things turn over quick. Yeah. No Walmart, no Popeyes. <laughs> what is this hellscape? <laughs> I think I would die with no Taco Bell. What am I Bell. doing here? I would be able to make it. I need more gorditas. Specifically gorditas. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you what a gordita is if I tried. It's delicious. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just the fat tortilla, guys. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the puffy one? Yeah. It's the, uh, yeah. Mm, okay. So if they use it's what you have me on for, right? This, this was all ramping up to just that. I wasn't gonna ask. It's just like, <laughs> so let's ask the, we gotta ask the Latin adjacent guy, you know, what a gordita is, but we, we can't just come out and ask him, so we'll go an hour into a podcast and then go, We're saying, Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what gorditas are. <laughs> was obvious setup. Uh, well, on the movie side of it, <laughs> we all we, obviously we all loved it, right? Yeah, I think that's the consensus here. Um, I loved it. I I feel like it maybe wasn't until the second half, though. Like, so basically, from I marked it as when the grandma shows up. That's like when the movie mm-hmm. like kicks it up another notch for me. And I was thinking back to Luca, because I feel like that one, the first half, kind of carries it for me. Because mm-hmm. that was just like the summer vibes. You're hanging out, and then the ending, like not not the strongest ending, um, but for this one, like the ending was awesome. You agree with that, Frankie? You're you're nodding. Is that yeah, what yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think the first half, um, like the pre-grandma portion of the movie, yeah, pre and um, post-grandma, it's definitely hard. like. When you get into that part, it gets a little bit more mystical. Like, they're literally, like, in mm-hmm. a spirit realm, and there's, like, incantations and everything. Uh, which was funny, because, like, you know, that happened in the Shang-Chi movie, the Marvel movie. And a lot of people mm-hmm. had complaints about, like, oh, you know, they were just, like, fist fighting on buses in San Francisco. And now they're in a place where there's, like, mystical dragons and everything. And that was, like, a big complaint that a lot of people had with that movie, which doesn't seem to have happened oh. here, which is fine with me just don't complain about this movie is my preferred stance um but no complaints you're right um but yeah i felt like the first part was kind of really slice of life really focused on like you know the emotionality and like the kind of uh teenage angst and growing up aspect which was something that has been lacking definitely not from like uh you know a young girl's perspective at all so that's really refreshing uh, but just, like, in general in storytelling in a long time, I feel like we don't, like, we focus on real little kids going through crazy stuff and then just adults. And there's not really, like, the teenage, preteen kind of stories that aren't just, like, straight-up rom-coms anymore. Uh, so it's just really kind of, it's not, like, Amblin-era stuff or anything like that because, you know, we're not, like, flying bikes in front of the moon or anything. But, you know, it, it's, it's definitely, like, what's really cool to have that in the beginning 
and then for it to turn into kind of like this fantasy, almost sci-fi kind of monster movie towards the end uh, was like a really surprisingly natural swing. So yeah, <laughs> like I, I could see like that part being more interesting, the second half being more interesting, but I think the first the first part was was a lot of fun too, a lot of uh, good storytelling, and um, it, it really lays the the runway before that big ass panda plane to come right in at the end of the movie yeah i think maybe just partly i was just like i wonder where they're going with this which mm-hmm. is like something i get hung up on when i watch a movie for the first time so i'm sure like in rewatch it'll be it'll be better um but that does yeah that does bring up a good point you know it's not the puberty era isn't one that they talk about a lot in movies it's like yeah high school hijinks maybe and young kids but like the middle school yeah i think um like more recently like for adults things have come out like pen 15 was Mm -hmm. like again like kind of for our age group and then um there was that movie eighth grade that came out sort of recently so that's but neither of those are like for the audience that they're about and so this one is cool (laughs) because it's like oh girls that actually are 13 can watch this and see themselves represented versus those other ones that are more like nostalgia yeah uh, so i thought that was really that's cool. a and that's a really good point because that comes back to us talking about like the age of the people that are making those things because like bo mm-hmm. burnham did eighth grade right mm-hmm. and he's yeah, like so. our contemporary age and uh the the two leads that did Pen15 are also, like, maybe, I think they might be a little older than us, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still young enough to play themselves as yeah. 11 yeah. and 12, 13 sort of, year yeah. olds, whatever. It, it passes. Um, but, yeah, like, the also the high school hijinks, it's, like, the, you know, I guess I don't really know, like, scientifically what the age range is when you're actually going through puberty, like, when it actually stops or whatever. But, like, the high school stuff is kind of, like, a post-puberty situation. It's, like, this is the the reaction you have to going through that change versus actually going through the change, which is what this mm. movie seems to be primarily about, which is, yeah, really, really refreshing. And that it works on both levels, like Chelsea was saying, is, is I think, the magic where it comes from. Because, like, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, when you're watching Spongebob and they make some, like, Nietzsche joke or whatever and it's just like yeah kids aren't gonna fucking understand this but me as a kid who watched this you know 20 years ago and now watching it it's like they made a nietzsche joke and spongebob (laughs) holy shit (laughs) obviously i missed that the first time around but here i am happy that it happened Hmm. uh could you have a favorite puberty movie well i was gonna say before i get to that i guess (laughs) if 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 i'm not mistaken uh female puberty starts before male puberty. I don't know how to say that, but it sounded weird. Dr. Coogee. <laughs> Dr. Coogee. Yes. Dr. Coogee. You're going to experience some changes. <laughs> so um, I think, sure. yeah. like, usually it's from male perspectives, like, exclusively mm-hmm. with everything. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably why, I mean, partially why that doesn't really happen, because I think, because when you think of, like, male puberty movies, it's like, like I'm horny in high school and I'm gonna like jerk off in the locker room. And it's just like it's never any like it's never any like really emotional stuff. It's always like gross horny teen stuff. It's never like actually what they're yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah, 
But again, that comes back to just like no one wanting to talk about periods. Like not mm-hmm. even not even mothers of thirteen year olds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, not even the people in the movie. Not even yeah, it's like it, it's like not it's not cute and it's not <laughs> funny. So it's like it's, so it's not on screen. It's like uncomfortable for people. I'm so sure there's gotta be like show up. There's gotta be some funny shit about periods. Like <laughs> there's gotta uh, be somewhere. For like, real. <laughs> I don't know, even the things that are, like, embar- you know, it's not even, like, an embarrassing story that's funny later. It's, like, the embarrassing story is still cringy later. <laughs> like, anything about period. Like, <laughs> I didn't tell like... any of those stories. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need those yet. Yeah, we'll it's, like, those. But it's not fun. Like, when you retell it, it's not like, oh, that was really embarrassing. Now we're laughing. It's like, no. <laughs> still embarrassing. Yeah, it's like a shared mortification <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think that this like movie was intentionally made to destigmatize that a little bit, or is it just like using the pastiche of that time in in young women's lives to to just yeah? Kinda, like... I feel like maybe they were like poking, like getting it started, but mm-hmm. I don't think they even ever said the word period. It was just kind of implied, mm-hmm. right? So I feel yeah. like it's like. Yeah, that's not like, look what we did. We're make normalizing female bodies. It's that it's like, we're going to kind of introduce this, but mm. not go all the way. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is is good. But I'm okay with that. I mean, it is called Turning Red. So I think that also <laughs> is like a very big nod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got to make the next one just called Period. <laughs> I mean, I guess she could have just been a regular panda. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And not a red panda. Red pandas aren't actually bears, right? They're not even related to pandas. Yeah, they're like... Lots of red panda facts. I got a lot. Right? Yeah. Pandas aren't even bears. What? Whoa. <laughs> are they? I'm pretty sure pandas are bears. Pandas? I have red, I have red panda facts. I don't have standard panda facts. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the pot or just in general, Ethan? For the, well, both. I think they're in a different genus. Jesse, you look that up. I'm going to spit some red panda facts here. I'm already on it. Or maybe it's koalas that aren't bears. Koalas, koalas are, are not bears. bears. Yeah. Because they're marsupials. Mm-hmm. Uh, red pandas actually were the first to be given the panda name. So everyone thinks of a standard panda, but really red pandas came first. Well, I guess the, the red panda would be the standard panda. I, yeah, by that logic, surely. Roughly 50 years before the black and white panda. Take that. Came. Get wrecked, pandas. <laughs> You're not even bears. Do you know they can digest cyanide? What? <laughs> well, we can too. That's true. <laughs> but then we die. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't well. Yeah, I guess anyone could yep. digest cyanide. Oh, or ingest. Uh, here's a fun one. To alert other pandas to their presence, the males mark territory with scent glands on their feet at the base of their tail, and they secrete a colorless liquid that is pungent to pandas but odorless to humans. Well, that's nice. So they opt for this. They also opt for another charming trick: personal poop piles. <laughs> is what I got here. <laughs> Basically, a message saying, "Hey, I'm in the area." <laughs> red pandas in your area. <laughs> yeah. Hot red pandas in your area. Yeah. Personal poop piles. Uh, 
They sound like cats. Pandas are bears. I was wrong. Standard pandas are bears? Okay. Not okay. standard True pandas. Bears. True bears. Fake pandas. Panda, panda, I don't know. What, panda what would they 2.0. Like? Sec- giant panda. Secondary pandas. Giant panda. Huge BWs. Panda. Uh, can I have another panda? Fa- no, that's really it. Um, you know that that's what the Firefox is based off of for your, your web browser. It's a red panda. It's not a fox. Hmm. I thought it would be one of those fennec foxes. Yeah, me too. I guess that's what their mobile even... app is called. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is for real. <laughs> there's, even in the turning red, though, there's like a shot where she's curled up in her bedroom when she's sad, and it's like exactly the Firefox mm. icon. And, oh, she's so cute. And she says, yeah, she's so cute. yeah we haven't really talked about how cute the actual panda she's is. She's so cute. <laughs> Very cute. You want to talk about, like, remember, I, I, like, I think I might have been, you know, like a proto Zarmi cadet. Because, like, I remember watching all of the behind-the-scenes stuff on, like, all the technology that Pixar was using. Like, when uh, Monsters, Inc. came out, and they mm, would show yeah. how they, like, rigged up Sully and all of his mm. hair animation. And, like, remember being having my mind blown by it. And then, obviously, Merida is, like, the benchmark for human hair in animation. But, like, the fur on this thing... Is incredible. On this thing. It yeah. feels so real. It's like mm-hmm. I, I can understand why everyone in that school was like, "Oh, please let us hug you." Uh, this this would be this would make my life to hug this this panda, this giant ass panda. Yeah, she looks so soft, mm-hmm. so cute. But mom they are panda, very <laughs> Don't they only stink to each other? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's true. Well, that's just with this colorless liquid, this this personal poop pile. But she can situation. smell herself, remember? Because I don't think anyone else said that she was smelly, but she said that she was smelly. Oh, maybe I missed. Yeah, that. there you okay. go. You yeah. see, you're you you know the facts. You're just not using you're not using them. Yeah, I'm not using the context here. <laughs> okay. What did you think um, about uh, them almost immediately monetizing? The that's panda? what I was gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> Fits. It's, well, I was well say, it's I super mean, modern, but like for 2002, for kids to go immediately, like, oh, we can make some bank off of this. Also, true. I never went to see a boy band in the early 2000s. Is like $200 a ticket? Is that? Oh, that was yeah? a lot. That's absurd. That's, no, no that okay, like all right. So that's Yeah, that seemed like too much. And those were like pit tickets. Like the, yeah. those, I wasn't like the VIP or anything like that. That seemed a little exorbitant for early two thousands. Um, I mean, maybe they're just that good. I guess. Is it Canadian <laughs> dollars? Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> so it'd be like seven fifty in American dollars at that point. Yeah, what was the transfer rate back then? Uh, did anybody here go see a, a boy band live? Mm-mm. So I went to. What did I go to? It was like a Nickelodeon sponsored like <laughs> arena tour um and it was at the ice palace which is now yeah. the amelie which is where the lightning play and let's see one of one of them it was either backstreet boys or nsync nsync was there um but i also saw mandy moore um wow. oh so jealous 13 <laughs> year old me yes yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge Dawson's Creek. Someone yeah. else there. The, it was, but it was like you know, a lot of people in that vein. Like it might have been 
like early Christina Aguilera might have been there as well too, like before she had like, you know, popped off proper. Um, so yeah, it was like one of those things. And of course, I didn't appreciate any of this shit. I was just like, uh, I'll just get like cool popcorn and hot dogs at the Ice Palace and be really stoked mm. about that. And then you would walk into the area and everyone would just be fucking screaming their heads off and everything. I was like, I can't even hear the music. This is terrible. So yeah, I didn't appreciate it at all. Hmm. Not the best acoustics there in the Ice Palace. <laughs> not not when it's not for frozen. screaming fans. It was definitely like, a, oh, we watch like, I don't know, Steely Dan or something there and it would have been rad. But, mm-hmm. you know, not when everyone's going, oh! Um, okay. I don't know. Any other thoughts on the movie? Uh, Parting oh, thoughts? Yeah. Wayward thoughts? A lot of thoughts. Why don't we talk about the second half of the movie? Says so it's your favorite part. I mean, it's just it's just great. I don't know. Once <laughs> once you're getting uh, giant pandas, the shot where they're in the concert and then you see the giant kaiju mom panda mm-hmm. fighting through the buildings, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, this movie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to talk about um, what's his name? Bully Gone Four Town. Oh, Tyler. Uh, Tyler. Tyler. Sure. Oh, what's oh. Tyler. What's his deal? Great art. Tyler's deal. What's Tyler's deal, boys? <laughs> I think he's, he's so mean, but then <laughs> I think I think it's kind of like uh, I mean in the in the pantheon of uh, very typecast bullies in you know like teenage movies. I think that he's a really important one because like throughout the movie, you really came to understand why he was such a jerk. Like, that, you know, even though it he appeared like the cool kid, he had, like, the nice clothes and everything like that. Like, he really had no friends. Like, he needed the panda to get people to come to his house. And he's clearly rich. So, like, you know, he probably had stuff, but, like, had no friends. And then, like, all it took was them finding common ground uh, at the end of the movie when, they, when he was, like, you know, in the pit with them, everything. And, like, actually tried to help with all that stuff, too, at the end. And then he was just yeah. part of the squad from that point going forward. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I think that's kind of an important thing because it would have been really easy for him to just be a, a jerk and for him to actually get, like, pummeled by the panda or hit by the <laughs> the um, the dodgeball when she threw it, like, 8,000 miles an hour, you know? Like, yeah. all of that would have been kind of, like, a more apt way to kind of handle a character like that in the past so even that was held in like a higher regard by this movie which i thought was kind of in tune with the rest of it i thought it was really cool because yeah it could just been you could have just been a jerk and they could have just been like yeah we're gonna you know like make fun of him at the end or whatever oh you're in a four town ha 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 but like no cool we got a four town friend you're one of us yeah Yeah, i loved how quickly they accepted him it was just like oh cool yeah we're all here i feel like that's more true i think it's more true to life too that that's how you make friends sometimes with people who like kind of bully you it's just like oh we like the same thing this is stupid all right yeah, absolutely. And it's like, oh, we're all here for a good time, and yeah. Four times. Did anyone have actual bullies um, in, like, I don't know, just middle school, I guess, specifically? I did. Uh, you did. It was just... Name them. <laughs> name them. Her name was Robin. She was... She had, like, tall girl syndrome. 
No offense, Ooh. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> but she's always picked on me because I was, like, chubby, but so is she. So, I don't know. It was stupid. She, like, ripped my shirt once. Like, oh. trying to pull my collar up, but, like, her hand, like, went through it. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, like, such a classic bully thing. Yeah. Like, pick you up by the collar. I don't think it actually works. I mean, I was just too fat. It's only in know. movies, yeah. Put you in a garbage can. <laughs> Turned you upside down, and your loose coins came out of your veins. <laughs> give, you, give you a swirly. One time she was wearing camo, and I said, <laughs> I thought it was so clever at the time, like, I hope you die on the battlefield. <laughs> and she she like reported me to the principal for saying that but like I hope, oh. I hope you die on the battlefield yeah she's wow. wearing like camo like cargo pants not a bad, that's not a bad comeback yeah. <laughs> for a middle schooler uh, uh, well, Robin wherever you are come on the pod yes if you haven't died on the battlefield we'll... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd feel so bad if she did I guess. Thank you for your service, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. No, I don't really have any bully stories. I have, like, girl bullies, which is a little Mm. different. It's, like, psychological. I feel like it's worse. They're more psychological. Yeah, Yeah. everything I've ever heard about, like, well, I guess besides Robin just recently, um, (laughs) has been, like, more, like, uh... I think they did a really good, a funny joke uh, about it, like on um, New Girl one time, where mm-hmm. I think one of them said to the other one, like, oh, uh, your hair looks really nice, did you just wash it? Or something like that, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, these are this is what they say? Like, oh, okay, yeah. alright, that is very harmful. I, you know, it's just like, I'd rather someone, like, just give me, like, a, like, frog you, or whatever, in the arm, than, like, you know, <laughs> very, like, surgically take apart your self-image and everything no thanks yeah i feel like uh i mean part of the movie too it's like they uh, something i think about a lot is like being a teenager now or being 13 year olds now where like with social media and everything there's like way more opportunities to bully people and like Mm -hmm. i would i'm so glad that wasn't a thing dodged it for Mm -hmm. me Yeah. yeah and i feel like by choosing like this timeline they kind of were able to avoid all that extra stuff and simplify it and like okay this is what it's like to be a 13 year old in the 2000s which is different than now but like they didn't have to like address social media and all this crazy stuff that like would have just i think overcomplicated things but it's probably started as like you know just being autobiographical and then really became sure. a, a secret weapon for the, oh, yeah, this plot is so much easier to handle if not have to worry yeah, about, like, yeah, someone sure. tweeting, like, hashtag, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, no thanks. Hashtag flaunting the panda. Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> then did they, the... didn't they, they found out about the Four Town show, like, on a commercial or something? I can't yeah. remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had flyers. Yeah. They, they were holding the, the flyers flyer around, and that's when yeah, the they date. got wrong yeah they got the date wrong <laughs> yeah. Toronto. that was funny. i've definitely done that before though i i don't remember what concert it was but i definitely bought the wrong ticket because i just read like the lineup wrong on a poster <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, 
If you never saw 98 Degrees. <laughs> still, still has a ticket. <laughs> Bummer. $200 wasted. I mean, that's also why it's weird that they were so expensive. Because I'm like, with like ticket convenience fees now that are like so like gouged against everybody. It's crazy that just like a straight up ticket would be 200 bucks. Mm. Yeah, I'd go for a thousand the on the Seat Geek or whatever nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like to, well, they, yeah, they bought them at the door. That's impressive. I guess pit day pit of, right? Cool. Yeah, they, they walk right up. Yeah, yeah that's. I would never. That's wild. I mean, like, uh, there, there was I can't remember who it was, but there was just some story about like how like Bieber tickets sell out in like forty five seconds or whatever. Um, and a lot of them are like you know bots that fucking bots, you know, yeah. buy them and like resell them on that you know resale market and everything. But even still, it's just like yeah, day of tickets where you just walk up. You've got a shoebox full of money. I don't know. It's very two, very early two thousand situation is not realistic. Yeah, now it's all bots buying and selling to other bots. Yeah, no one's actually going to the concerts. The show. Just right? Yeah. Empty. <laughs> no one's there. Yeah. So uh, what about the uh, what about the scene where all of the the extended family, you know, Power Rangers themselves into the their red pandas? Yeah. Everyone releases the panda. I, yeah. I really like the ants. <laughs> yeah. Ants are great. Yeah. Yeah, the whole I mean, have we like not really talked about Sandra O oh at all in this podcast? Like you we know, talk about any characters. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, I think she did you know, there's I think Pixar for the most part has been really good about getting people who just also happen to be good at voice acting in their in their movies. I think uh Maybe when we did the Onward pod, there was like some, we, we had a little bit of hullabaloo about how maybe Chris Pratt and Tom Holland weren't the best at voice acting. Uh, but Tom for the Holland. most part, I think overall, like the people they get are great. And Sandra Oh was just fantastic. Like uh, one of the mm-hmm. better, you know, actors t- turned voice actors probably mm-hmm. in all of Pixar, if I, you know. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. she really sold all of that. Like the scene where she's talking about uh, May, and then her mom calls was incredible. <laughs> Just incredible. Yeah, stuff. the switch right there. Well, that's funny because yeah, on Onward, I think part of my problem with Tom Holland was that he was just like too normal mm-hmm. and like not cartoony enough. And but it, that you know for that movie, that's what I was looking for. But for this one, someone like Sandra O. Oh, yeah, who could bring that like emotion, like that realism, worked a lot better, because you didn't need her to be like you know crazy goofy mm-hmm. voice. So yeah, no, she was great. Um, the main main girl is great too. Um, main girl, uh, Rosalie uh, Chang, who I was reading, they just had her fill in as like test voice, and then from there they were trying to cast that role. But then every time they went back, and they're like, oh, well, she's perfect for it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so she finally got it. And uh, I think they they revealed it to her. They brought her in for, like, another test role. And then Domi Shi was playing her mom. And, like, in the reading, she was like, you got the part. Like, yeah. ah. That's so exciting. Wow. That's like, uh, <laughs> that's so cool. it's like the telling the walk-on basketball player he got a scholarship situation. That's, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. <laughs> and i mean i really um 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say I really like the dad too. <laughs> he's like, yeah, just just like there. He's like, I'm not getting in the middle of this, but I support everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Two dad things. So I, I had forgotten about the dad. So thank you. Yeah, yeah um, dad's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The food in this yes. movie looks incredible like you want to talk about the miyazaki you know studio ghibli kind of dna in this movie it's the food looks fantastic uh but yeah the scene with the dad at the end with the camcorder um it's just (laughs) magic and it's just like you know it's like he's like the he's like a closer i'm sorry for keep throwing sports metaphors in here i really (laughs) apologize (laughs) about this but you know he's like all, all he needs to do is come in and nail one scene and he does it, and it's just like the rest of the time he could just hang out and doesn't have to do anything else. So it's just really, really, really impressive. And yeah, like mm-hmm. dad stuff always gets me. So even though like I've never been a daughter being told by a dad that you know like everything is gonna be fine and I you know I like you the way you are and everything, it still was a real tearjerker moment for me. I was like, ah oh, man, a good dad. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something. Uh... Well, the food part, that was something I meant to bring up on the Luca pod, but that was, like, what was missing from Luca. Mm-hmm. There's all this food preparation, but they don't have those, like, beautiful, loving shots. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously, Dobie she did bow, so she's got a big, uh, oh, I big eye for... Oh, I so great. <laughs> she's got an eye for those, you know, loving food montages. It's another, uh, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, two very mom-centric movie, or... I guess Bao's not a movie, but two things that she's created that have been very mom-centric. Um, it was really interesting to go from like loving something so much that you would rather destroy it than you know let it go out into the world and like you know no longer be loved by you to then something like this, like kind of shepherding someone through becoming what you want them to be and everything. Cause like the, the scene where they're both in the spirit world and she's like talking to her mom when her mom was her age is mm-hmm. whew, that's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a whole, and they're like walking through the forest yeah, and, and she's, she's aging up and yeah. damn dude. And it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They remind yeah. me of the, um, Shang-Chi forest though. I got, that's which true. I mean, they're probably in production at the same time, so I'm sure. And also, it's not a brand new thing that, like, a spiritual plane is right. an awesome place of bamboo. But uh, I really, I, I saw it coming when they were going to do, like, all the ants turn into pandas. I was hoping that they would form like some sort of like panda team like panda response team or something like that you know like <laughs> like a voltron of pandas <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been like well they were, to see they were gonna like embrace their so that they're all gonna like stay ha- keep their panda abilities out and then like that's how it was gonna end but they all didn't except for except for the main character yeah mm-hmm hmm uh, yeah, that was all great. <laughs> the visuals at the end. I was trying to think of other the scene of her running to and like bounding across the the roof. Oh, flip flopping back and forth, turning back and yeah. forth into the yeah. panda to get there. There, that, that was a that was definitely one of those. Uh, oh, this is clearly a, a Sailor Moon comp uh, in those mm. scenes because there was definitely like some like 
in profile running and jumping, you know, like in front of the moon and like in the starlight and everything. And it was like in shadow. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is Sailor Moon. This is, mm-hmm. this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> well then, uh, uh, to, to Kuji's Panda response team, uh, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> that Put that on the shirt for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, would you, would this be something where you'd want to see another one? Like uh, like a continuation of what her life is like, you know, living with the panda. So where it kind of goes from being like a direct metaphor to like, you know, like a part, uh, just like a part of her life. Because I'm always like, for the most part with Pixar movies specifically, I'm very much like a, we don't need sequels. Um, yeah. But, you know, the the majority of the Toy Story sequels have been good you know i think you know depends some people on this pod may agree or disagree um but like uh as finding dory was fun i liked it a lot but like i don't think it was super necessary monsters no. university mm-mm. no thanks no, no offense i thought you liked that one Gucci. you're shaking your head i mean i like it but i don't think it was necessary right well no none of them are necessary right i can't think of a single necessary like cars they could have just not made that right cars too very necessary <laughs> right we needed more larry the cable guy i'm sorry I can that movie. Mater. well no. i mean to that point director has expressed interest in a sequel well a follow-up i guess mm-hmm. so she said they're open um and the two main characters uh the mom and daughter expressed interest and came up with ideas for a sequel or a prequel mm. i think a prequel could work the mom's the focusing on the mom maybe yeah. yeah would you want to see that chelsea or do you think we should just i feel like prequel would be better honestly yeah the mm-hmm. mom wasn't my favorite like the mom as the mom she wasn't super likable because she you know she just Nah, she just had too much. I don't know. Like she was just a mom. I don't know. I couldn't. She's too much. My finger on it. She was just too much. Like I just want to be like mom, chill. But like knowing her backstory and like no, because that would mean we could learn more about the grandma who mm. seemed like she really had some stories to tell. Um, I think also like that makes sense given that like ancestry is so important in Asian cultures. So kind of like looking backwards is kind of a thing already so that mm-hmm. makes sense to me and it's uh, uh for, probably continues to dodge that uh a social media point you made earlier because like if, yeah, yeah like yeah. if they went forward and may was the mom and she had her own little panda that she was yeah. getting ready to deal with uh and then there was like twitter and stuff or whatever yeah. pixar's twitter yeah. would be that that could be sure. that the could red be panda on cameo Red pandas make a sound that they call twittering. Oh, sorry, I just saw that. Forgot I had that. (laughs) What does it sound like? Do you have a Do you have a clip? Oh no, I'd be good. I should find a clip. What were you saying, Chelsea? I I cut you off. Oh, I was just saying. Yeah, I'm just more. uh, Yeah, I'm more. I think I'm more interested in what happened, and like, kind of where where this whole panda thing got started. Mm-hmm. You see the how the grandma got that scar, yeah, the scar. presumably was from it, the mom. Yeah, yeah, like from some kind of tumble. There was a big, that. yeah, big fight. Yeah, the dad kind of referenced it a minute for a little bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, poor guy was like, oh, it was it, about oh, me. Well, it was over him, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd like to see more of that 
kind of spicy relationship. Well, I, w- I don't know that they ever said it, but I wonder if um, who who is the first generation Canadian? So is it May or is uh, it the mom or was it the grandma? Like, you know, that could be a really interesting story, too. Do they say that? I don't remember. I don't. Okay. I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think it's like explicitly mentioned at any point. I don't think so. I mean, they're temples. Yeah, kind of like I don't know. I'm just. I was kind of curious about like the establishment of that temple. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What's kind of the story there? Because mm-hmm. it's got to be hard to build a temple in the middle of a metropolitan city, right? Like that. <laughs> right? That ain't easy. So, like, how long has that been there? Right. Or what? How? Yeah. What do you think, Kuji? Sequel, prequel? I side story. I would like a sequel. Tyler? I feel like, like her in high school is like a lot of like topics to choose from and different themes you could work with. The I feel like maybe the way they would go with that would be there's another family that has another kind of creature that they turn into, but it's like a boy or something or like you know what something like that and like that's kind of the motivating factor behind that and it would kind of i think it would dilute the original theory and like motivation Mm -hmm. a little bit but i mean if it's good who cares like that's the thing like you know same with all the other sequels pixar sequels and just sequels in general it's like sometimes it's like yeah why would they do this but if it ends up being good then who really cares yeah some kind of manda (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was thinking maybe like not a panda you know like maybe some <laughs> other kind of animal but yeah amanda amanda works really good would it be a metaphor for uh, like getting boners all the time oh god <laughs> thanks for thanks for regrounding it cooch yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's two very to two sad. very uh just explicit clips by you on this pod this and the, the masturbating in the locker room <laughs> clip it's like gotta just clip those out ethan and just send them yeah some stinger ideas right there mm-hmm. um so it's what do you guys think is it the best of the what i'm dubbing the pandemic pixar era mm. which will say i guess i don't know if onward would count that actually was released right before uh, lockdown started so i guess we're really just working with soul luca turning red um which in my mind is kind of ushering in that new era of like human stories yeah that they're focusing on um so i guess of those three have you seen all three chelsea i've seen all three yeah is this your favorite i think so i think when i saw it i was like when i saw soul i was like this i can't i love soul Mm-hmm. But yeah. then <laughs> I was like, it can't get better than this. But now that some time has passed and now I maybe my favorite is just the one I've seen the most recently. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel that. Um, I don't know. I felt like some of the conversations uh, around soul that kind of happened after soul and I watched it and there was some con- the controversies around it kind of changed my my feelings about it. Whereas turning red, any of the controversies around it, I'm like, fuck that, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie's good, and they're they're just they just don't know how to understand humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That's where I'm at. I think turning red is number one. Okay. 
Kuji, what do you think? Yeah, of all those, I think Turning Red would be my number one. I think it is very contemporary to, like, where we are. I mean, it, like, the, like, background characters and, like, the people they animate are, like, really diverse. I didn't, I don't think anyone would pick Surfer, though, they'd be, like, animating maxi pads in their lifetime, but <laughs> I'm glad they are. It was also on their little marquee for their school. It was like an Indigenous Peoples Day, like mm. uh, event happening. Rally or something? Oh, I missed that. I missed that too. I feel like a lot of, I don't There's know. I feel subtle... like con- contemporary stuff this era is like kind of putting our sensibilities back into like where yeah. 2002 is. And I think that's cool and better. Than... Can- Canada, who knows? That's like, true. Yeah. Maybe maybe they've been you know they've been ahead of us on a lot of other things so maybe they maybe <laughs> in Toronto in two thousand two they had that who knows but yeah I I definitely know what you're saying about the kind of and that's always funny to also figure out what to do with your brain to turn it off or on when you're like thinking about you know like like a Tarantino movie where it's like oh this is my excuse to say the n word a million times or whatever because like yeah. it makes sense contemporaneously it's like should you though like do we really need to do that you know but then it's also like yeah that's me going well i don't want to hear this now so i don't want to hear it in a movie about then so yeah it's kind of like a one of those film convos that goes on but luckily you didn't have to worry about that in this movie that got yeah. <laughs> was it your favorite frankie yeah i think um the new era the Chelsea made a really good point about the post-soul conversation that went on. And it is something that's a little bit more uh, difficult to kind of like put yourself into that mindset because you know, I'm not black. So I, the, you know, who is it? Who is it? Uh, why can't I remember her name? 30 Rock. Uh, Tina Fey? Yes, Tina Fey, you know, kind of inhabiting a black man's body like back on earth like i mm-hmm. i don't think there was any intentionality behind that as far as like a plot was concerned but yeah the idea that a we're gonna again take a character of color and like take them out of being in their character of color body for the majority of the movie and then when we put them back on earth we're gonna have a voice by a white lady or whatever <laughs> so yeah that's a, like you know that's definitely something mm. worth talking about i don't think I think it was more of like a critical response than like an actual like people watching it response. Um, so, you know, if something like that had happened in like Coco for me specifically, I probably would have had more of a problem with it uh, and been like, hey, just chill the fuck out. It's not really that big a deal. Um, so, you know, but this one I just think is so universal, you know, in, in a way that I think Luca also was attempting to be. And maybe it's the sea monster aspect of it, or like, you know, people just living in this beautiful Italian coastal town, whereas like, it's difficult to kind of suspend your disbelief into, oh yeah, that's what my life was like. Like the, the, the most difficult thing I had to worry about was like a bike race where I had to eat pasta in the middle of it or whatever, you know, like, but so yeah, that, but just the being in middle school, being nervous and anxious about things like having a mom or a parent in general that can make you really embarrassed like at the drop of a hat it's just so universal that i think that that had it going for it and the animation is so good and mm-hmm. the voice acting is so good that i think yeah i would it be 
uh, ostentatious to say that this is a return to form. I know we like to talk about that for Pixar a lot, but is this the return to form uh, movie, at least out of these pandemic era movies? Mm. Well, I mean, I feel like the, all the pandemic ones are like a return to form. Mm-hmm. Like we've gotten past some of what I think we're talking about, like the, the era of unnecessary sequels, maybe mm-hmm. in Pixar movies. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, more original ideas and a shift towards like human stories which are yeah more relatable especially for i don't know the the aging audience that we are <laughs> where we grew up with it and now it's like well we never age man <laughs> not with these filters <laughs> no way oh, there you go. um so yeah i mean i think yeah i would say it's the best of, of the new of these three if only because i think it just like i was saying the ending kind of just reach, reaches a higher level of excitement and cinematic you know i don't know amazement that the other ones maybe didn't although like i was saying luca is has that great vibe and the you know i want to go back and just live in that first half but uh as far as movies go i think turning red was my favorite of the of the new ones and yeah top tier when we get back to our tears less QG. <laughs> we'll get there our second retrospective <laughs> 25 uh, movies, man. How about 25, that? 25, yeah. 25th movie with Pixar. We'll be, we'll be here till 75 and then, then we'll call it. Uh, all right, well, we'll close with a couple more of the panda euphemisms. Uh, at one point, it says uh, you're going to panda all over the place. I like that one. And then the movie ends with the very fitting uh my panda my choice love that yeah that's a good one my panda my choice some of them were going a little towards like the smurf direction (laughs) the panda all over the place is definitely is definitely smurfy for sure (laughs) smurfing (laughs) smurfy smurf and smurf (laughs) all righty well we'll cap it there uh kuji give me a, a panda 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 I have an idea for a stinger. Panda, panda, panda. That kind of panda. Great. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Chelsea, for coming on. Thank you. Kuji will Thank be you. back at some point, maybe some shorts, yeah. if not light years on the horizon. Shorts, shorts, shorts. Shorts, it is. Okay. <laughs> See you there. Bye. 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 I got broads in Atlanta, chase with the bleeding shit, sit the phone. Credit cards in the scammers, wake up beside the shit, that is all. Whole bunch of lighter shit, they be as a rent, I know we clubbing shit. I be pulling us up in the final shit. I got plenty of stuff with Bugatti, but look how I try this shit. Black assist, final. Why is it killing no comma?